This is Thursday, December 2nd. Now, as we look at the promises of God during this during Advent this year, the surprise of the promises is not only that God pledged to work grace into the lives of his people in the future, but God often promised what seemed to be impossible. Notice we say, seem to be impossible. What is impossible for us is possible for God. Now, our text for today looks at how God did the impossible. Yes, this is the virgin birth of Jesus. Luke chapter 1, verse 34 to 35. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to to be born will be called the Son of God. Now Mary knows well enough what it takes to conceive a child. She's kept herself pure for the day of her marriage. When Gabriel explains that she will give birth to a son, she asks the obvious question, how is that going to happen? It's true that the virgin birth has been a barrier to people accepting the truth about Jesus and the ultimate truth of the gospel. Now, those that think the gospel to be a fairy tale or a legend, what they will say this about Jesus. There was an immense problem with the birth of Jesus. Mary was found to be pregnant before she married Joseph. It would have been impossible to make a case for an illegitimate child being God's Messiah. So this nice story was made up. At least that's what some people say. But this is nonsense, because why would the gospel writers, those that risk their lives to share the message of Jesus, put out a story that was a lie? They would be destroying the credibility of the message they were trying to share. It just wouldn't make sense. And there were people alive when they wrote the gospels that could verify their story or contradict it. Yes, Matthew and Luke could have skipped over the birth of Jesus, and they could have begun their Gospels as Mark and John do when Jesus began his ministry. So why add the details of Jesus' birth? They really had nothing to gain unless the story of Jesus' birth is true. And this story makes sense of who Jesus was and why Jesus came. I think most people's problem with the virgin birth is the same as Mary's. It just just does not seem possible. But God dwells in the realm of the impossible, and our world is built on the foundation of God's works. God created the world out of nothing, with only a word. Talk about impossible. God calls the things that are not as though they were. Now, you should know that the Jewish people would not gravitate to the idea of the virgin birth of Jesus, nor would anyone for that matter. This story was not written into the gospel account of Jesus for that reason. It is found in the gospels because it happened. That really is the only sensible explanation. Now, of course, people have been positing explanations for how this happened through the generations. They sometimes suggest a path scientifically, but the angel said that it would all be possible through the work of the Holy Spirit of God. 
It is true that the birth of Jesus is not the only unlikely birth we're told about in Scripture. Remember, Sarah was 90 years old when she gave birth to Isaac. And yes, it was laughable. And that's what the name Isaac means. Sarah could not believe it when the Lord told her God was doing the impossible. Then there was the birth of Samson. His mother was infertile and barren, as scripture puts it. But God overcame human weakness, and she gave birth to a man of extraordinary strength. That is a boy that grew up to be such a man. Then there was John the Baptist. His parents represented the state of Israel and the people of God. They seemed to be doing all the right things, but they had no future, not even one child. But God gave Elizabeth a child. His name was John. It was all of grace and the Lord's way of showing that we live by promise and every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Now, I think as we read the promises and study them, God is calling us to trust him for what we cannot see and to expect God to do the impossible. I hear people say on occasion that God used to do miracles, but not any longer. Yes, when Jesus was around, God did many. But now God has fallen silent. But I don't think that's the case. We live in the presence of the impossible, yet we lack the eyes to see it. The gospel itself is chock full of impossible. First, that God would take on human flesh and live for a while among us that we could come to God through Jesus and be adopted into his family, that we might have his spirit given to us to live in us as a deposit guaranteeing all that God has promised will come to fulfillment. (laughs) It's filled with impossible. But I think there's a day when our eyes are open to the wonder we are living in, a life filled with God's presence and soaked in his grace. That's why each year at Christmas time we return to the wonder of it all. We want to remember God's promise that one day in history God's angel visited a poor peasant girl in a small village in Galilee and told her that she had been chosen by grace to be a part of his his eternal plan to redeem a people for himself. What do you know? And you also are part of this wonderful promise as you have been caught up to life in Christ. Let's pray. Promise-making God, I wonder as I wander out under the sky that Jesus, my Savior, did come for to die, that you would fill the earth with your presence, that your light would come into the world. Lord, enable us to grasp the wonder of it all, the wonder of your grace. For we pray in the name of Jesus, the one who came to us, Amen.